Good morning, I'm Doug Brown. The NBA playoffs return to the court today following a three-day break to focus on social justice after the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. There will be three Game 5s today, the games that were originally scheduled for Wednesday. The Lakers and Bucks go for series-clinching wins. The Rockets and Thunder tied at two games each. Before Friday's doubleheader with the Mets, Yankees manager Aaron Boone. I know I'm talking to a lot of people out there. You know, it's just been a hard and heavy year and, you know, a heartbreaking year in so many ways. And uh, for my family, too. But I think that's the case for a lot of people of of all different backgrounds and, and races. Boone at one point left the podium overcome with emotion. He has two adopted black sons. ESPN's Alex Rodriguez and his fiance Jennifer Lopez have dropped out of the bidding to buy the New York Mets. It appears the Wilpon family is finalizing a deal with hedge fund manager Steve Cohen, whose earlier attempt to buy the team fell apart six months ago. Naomi Osaka withdraws from today's final in a U.S. Open tune-up tournament today in New York. Osaka has a pulled left hamstring. Osaka's plan to drop out of the tournament in support of racial justice inspired a one-day pause in the event on Thursday. Victoria Azarenka is the tournament champion by walkover. Two months after its scheduled start, the 107th Tour de France is underway today with Stage 1. Organizers say teams will be sent home if there are two or more positive tests in a seven-day period. Coming up Monday, the NFL season is inching closer and closer but how will the continued push for social justice impact the league? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Monday, 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Sleepy Eyes Todd off the turn in front and opening up a five-link lead. Sleepy Eyes Todd well in charge with a 16th to go. Races powered by the Racing Biz, your independent voice for racing and breeding in the Mid Atlantic. On the web at theracingbiz.com. On the radio on ESPN Richmond, it's off to the races. Here's Nick Hahn. What do you say now? Thanks for spending your sleepy Saturday morning with us on Off to the Races. It's going to be one of those kind of sleepy Saturdays, it appears. Rain uh, in Charlottesville, rain in Richmond, intermittent, and it's going to hang around for a little while on this Saturday morning. But we got plenty of racing action. Rain may impact some stakes races that will be run up at Saratoga. I just looked at the radar, and it looked like a big green glob it just moved out of the saratoga area but there's others um, another front coming in from the west so we'll see what that does but um some nice stakes races it is not travers weekend typically this would be travers weekend but that was run earlier in the month uh, won by tis the law we are one week away from the kentucky derby so in a typical year, we would be highly focused on Saratoga, and we'll look at those races today. And Del Mar, we will have the recap of the um, Pacific Classic from last week. But now we take a break and focus on Churchill Downs, as next week they will run the Kentucky Derby there, the 146th running of the event. And... Uh, it, it, it's just the year we live in, but uh, the Derby just seven days away. I want to turn to uh, an interview that we were hoping to get, catch, uh, worked on this a little bit yesterday. I think we have it. Uh, Dale Romans, uh, who has trained, he's a trainer of attachment rate of Virginia bread that will be running in the Derby next week. And um, Dale is doing some traveling today, so we're very thankful he has made some time for us to talk to us about attachment rate. Very excited about this horse. Good morning, Dale. Good morning. Yeah, 
Thanks for working with me on the timing here. I, I've got to catch a plane back to Louisville to work attachment rate in the morning. I'm in Saratoga right now and heading back to Kentucky. Yeah, uh, we, we're thankful you took the call, and uh, we appreciate you making time for us. A big supporter of Colonial Downs through the years. Just kind of a short list here, and, and if I miss something here, Dale, let me know. But um, we have Kittens Joy, we have Silver Max, we have, of course, Patio Prado. Uh, all these horses ran at Colonial Downs. You even trained uh, Court Vision for a while, but not when he raced at Colonial Downs. Uh, but a, a, a solid performer at Colonial. Uh, we, it's, it's great that you support this meet at, at Colonial. And um, we saw a race last night, actually. Um, Sleepy Eyes Todd opened the show with uh, Sleepy Eyes Todd. He's sired by Patio Prado. Um, so uh, Patio yeah, Prado showing up there. Patio was a good horse. He loved Colonial. I love Colonial Downs. It's a shame what happened down there this year. Um, you know, with the inability to continue to meet after all the COVID, but that's a beautiful little racetrack, and it's uh, one of my favorite places to to race. Hopefully, we're back up and running next year. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Twenty-one days in 21, 2021. That's what we're shooting for here in Virginia. Um, but you train attachment rate uh, this year, and a lot of people might look at the attachment rate. He's only won one race. He's kind of, you know, he's been there all the, all the way through. He's, he was there on a lot of watch lists back in February, and, of course, the Derby being different this year. Um, you know, attachment rate has just been, been moving ahead, and, you know, that's kind of typical of your horses in the Triple Crown. You, a lot of horses run way above their odds under, under your trainership there. Uh, tell us a little bit about attachment rate. Well, you know, I like this horse. I mean, like you said, he's always been knocking on the door. He, he, here's what happens sometimes with these horses. They get, you get in a spot with them where they get hurt at two, and he got a little injury, and we put him on a shelf and gave him plenty of time to get better, and then you're kind of playing catch-up. And But with the Derby being, you know, in September this year, I think that the extra time did him some good, and he's caught up with everybody with his crop. And uh, I think he's going to run very well. I think the last race at Ellis Park was his best race. It's the race I've been looking for out of him uh, to, to know we could go forward. And, you know, horse to beat him is probably going to be no worse than third choice, probably second choice in the race. And it's just good to have a, a, a chance. And there's nothing, as everybody knows, there's nothing wrong with having a Virginia bred in the Kentucky Derby. It's been done before. Certainly, uh, of course, Secretariat, uh, Pleasant Colony, uh, you know, a lot of Virginia breads have run well. I, I, I'm kind of focusing, even though we're talking about the Derby, your Preakness record really stands out. I'm just looking at, a, we're preparing a little story about attachment rate, but for the racingbiz.com here. But you had Shackelford, who won the Preakness at 12 to, run, to, uh, 12 to 1. You finished yeah, second he ran big that day in the. That was a great day for me in racing. And the Preakness has been really good to us. So, I mean, we've had three seconds in racing and uh, some close finishes. So I, I love going to Mid-Atlantic region and running horses. Yeah, Everfast, Cherry Wine, First Dude, they were all double-digit odds, and they all ran second. And these were all horses that, that you know, apparently had no chance. <laughs> but, well, yeah. And that's what, that's what they're saying about attachment rate. Well, that's why we line them up, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so attachment rate, his, he's going to work tomorrow. Um, you know, what do you? How do you see the race? Certainly, it's a week ahead. They haven't even do, done the draw, but you kind of know. You certainly know. Uh, you know the big players here. You know, what, what is your approach heading into the Kentucky Derby with this horse? Well, you know, we're going to we're going to work five eighths tomorrow, and hopefully, lay him zip along a little bit, and then. It just in uh, in the race, you know, I'd like to see him in a good stalking position, even if he has to be a little bit wide in the clear, and just set. If he can set four or five lengths off the lead, and, and hopefully there's a, some pressure up front, and if they kind of start backing up, he'll start rolling. So an, an opportunity, you know, maybe to take advantage of his stamina and, and get the distance there. Um, yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a key for us. I think that the stamina, he has the stamina. And I'm kind of hoping that, you know, the favorite, you know, this is just wishful thinking. The favorite might be getting a little tired. He's run some awfully monster races. I don't know how many of those can you put together in a row. And, uh, 
you know, we had a couple of horses to me look like they may not want to go the mile and a quarter. I'm not going to call anybody by name, but and I know we will. So hopefully we can stock and the stamina kicks in for us when they start to fatigue a little bit. You're leaving Saratoga on what typically would be Travers Day. Uh, and you won the Travers with, uh, you know, you pulled an upset in the Travers with uh, Keen Ice when you, when you yeah, upset Keen American Ice ran huge in the Travers. That's, uh, I would say that's probably our most historic win. The way he ran that day was uh, pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, uh, now, you know, you know so the last Triple Crown winner that lost the Travers, don't you? Triple Crown winner losing the Travers? That was Virginia Bread Secretariat. Did he? Had, he did. That's right. That's Onion right. beat him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was his. Yeah, that's right. I was. I was kind of moving forward to for whatever reason. Moving. To, that's right. Uh, lost. Yeah, yeah. Even Secretariat. Even Man of War yeah, lost so it. Keen so Ice took, beat the Triple Crown winner, and and, uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly capable of pulling off the big upset. What's it like? You know, picking up a. Everything from Saratoga and moving, uh, you know, to Louisville this time of year—it's it's, got to be a, a, a little uh, bizarre for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, I would ever think I'd be pulling out of town on Travers Day. I'd like to think that <laughs> never, that wasn't going to happen. But this, you know, this is not a historical year. It's going to make history in its own right. The entire year, none of us can do anything about it. We just got to show up and run the day they tell us they're going to run. I want to ask one question about Patio Prado uh, before before we leave you here. Um, Patio Prado uh, just was, I, I call it horsonality because I can't call it personality. He just had so much confidence. I've never seen a horse with uh, that horsonality, as I call it. Just the, He had such a presence, such confidence. I mean, I thought I could beat Michael Jordan after hanging around him for a little while in basketball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, was, yeah. You know, it's funny you pick up on that. He's such a unique individual that uh, one of my all-time favorite horses, you know, he, he, uh, oh, hang on one second. Is this okay here? Yeah. I just need to, uh, it's, in the, it's in the glove box, I think. I'm taking my car by returning my rental car. Sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> no, Patty is a, one of my all-time favorite horses. And you're right. He had, I like your, what do you call it, horsemanality? He had that. He, he was a horse. He was such a kind horse to be around. He loved people. He loved com- com- competing. He liked other horses. He would go on the racetrack in the mornings, and he'd start yelling at them and talking and, and never a mean bone in his body. It's like he's just going out there, hey, buddy, how you doing? What's going on? It's just like he was talking to the other horses. I always kind of thought of him as a Charles Barkley of racehorses. How about that? Yeah, that's kind of him. That's it. That's 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 a good uh, human to kind of compare it to. Yeah, that was absolutely him. Just happy-go-lucky and did his job all the time. And when it came crunch time, he showed up. Yeah. Certainly did. Well, Dale, I, I appreciate. I know you're into a lot of things right now. We're going to drop one task for you, which is us talking to us, and let you get on your way because it's important that you get to Louisville today. But we I appreciate. appreciate I appreciate you working it out where I could do it at this time. No problem. We appreciate the effort you brought today, and and good luck in the Derby next week with attachment rate. Okay. Thank you very much. Great. Dale Romans leading us off on Off to the Races this morning has Virginia bred attachment rate. Kind of an interesting breeding story there in the fact that attachment rate was bred by the Islands uh, up in Middleburg. And um, since he was bred, both um, of the Islands have passed. And so it's kind of hard to, to you know talk to anybody they were very private people. Mr. Island was a member of the CIA, um, so they're very private and uh, and just typical in horse racing. Only in horse racing do you get this, where the breeders have, have since deceased, has passed, and now they have a horse in the Derby. The same thing happened with Jerry Shields with Country House uh, last year. He won the Derby with a horse, you know, that he, a homebred of his, and 
you know, unfortunately, he passed away six months before the running of it. So, uh, you know, kind of a similar situation with the breeders of attachment rate. But, um, you know, we certainly uh, are, are backing attachment rate. We'll have on the show today... Uh, just glad to pick up on Dale here. So I haven't really gone through the, the roster of the show. Well, in mere moments, we'll run some of the replays of that race at the Charlestown Classic last night. And we'll talk a, a little bit about the Pacific Classic as well. Um, Spencer Young will join us. It, it, the Virginia Certified Residency Program has basically has come up big in its, in, in its early years and has actually brought people back into racing previous outfits that weren't involved in racing are now um, involved thanks to this program. Spencer Young is one of them, and he actually um, had um, a horse, New York Traffic, who will also be in the Derby, and he's literally right down my street here in uh, Charlottesville, uh, north of Charlottesville where I live. He's in Barbersville. But literally on the same road that I live on um, was a derby starter. And that's just so typical of Virginia where you have these horses tucked away in these nooks and crannies and valleys and hollows uh, on these gravel roads and was out there yesterday. And we'll talk to him a little bit later in the show. Really looking forward to that. That's really turning out to be a dynamite story. Um, But let's go back to last week and talk a little bit about the Pacific Classic. Maximum security uh, was getting all the attention in the Pacific Classic, uh, went off at um, odds of two to five in the six-horse field. Basically a replay. They're going a little bit longer than they did in the San Diego, but a lot of the similar horses, um, you know, just stepping up. And maximum security really had to battle midcourt in the San Diego. This time in the Pacific Classic, uh, he had the lead as they came out of the turn. Let's hear the call of the Pacific Classic run last week at Del Mar. And they're into the stretch, and it's maximum security off the turn in front. Sharp Samurai has run a big one today, but with one furlong to run, maximum security has the lead. He's opened up by two. Sharp Samurai is second behind Maximum Security, who takes them all the way in the TVG Pacific Classic. Won it by three lengths over Sharp Samurai. Abel Cedillo, the winning jockey there, left no doubt. It was goodbye starter, hello judge for maximum security and trainer Bob Baffert. The breeders and owners of Gary and Mary West, they, even though maximum security won the Pacific Classic, maybe it put them in a, in a good mood. They were happy, um, not happy with the appeal decision on the case about the disqualification of maximum security in the Kentucky Derby uh, that was ruled on, uh, I think it was yesterday, perhaps Thursday. Um, they do not intend to continue the appeal in the matter. Um, so it looks like Country House uh, henceforth will be finally uh, and fully declared, the, uh, is declared, but will be the uh, Kentucky Derby winner um, legally uh, as well as physically. So uh, congratulations, though, to their connections, uh, maximum security with the big win. And at Charlestown last night, we had Paul Espinoza on the show last week and teased a little bit of the uh, stretch run call of Sleepy Eyes Todd. Uh, here is the call from Paul on the Charlestown Classic last night. As they round the far turn, it's Sleepy Eyes Todd from Pluska Parfait. Running to love you. Levels out a bit in third. Sleepy Eyes Todd off the turn in front and opening up a five-length lead. Sleepy Eyes Todd well in charge with a 16th to go. It's going to be Sleepy Eyes Todd and Carlos Delgado coast to coast in the Charlestown Classic. He won it by eight lengths. The biggest margin of victory in Charlestown Classic history belongs to Carlos Delgado and Sleepy Eyes Todd in 150 and 4. He was 10 to 1 in the morning line, went off at 5 to 2, paid $7.60 for the win. Carlos Delgado gets his first grade 1 win. Very impressive. I mean, this was this was a a, a horse race right here. I, I mean, there were five horses uh, that were under double digits and odds, including Sleepy, Sleepy Eyes Todd, who uh, the favorite, Mr. Money, actually ended up finishing last. But um, congratulations to those connections on the win there. 
uh, Miguel Silva, the winning trainer, Thumbs Up Racing, the winning owner, and uh, the Charlestown Classic, a mile and an eighth on the dirt, uh, run last night. And I know many stayed up to, to watch that. The race went off at 10.25. We're going to go to break here on Off to the Races. When we come back, Daryl Wood, Frank Vespi, and... Um, Later in the show, of course, Derby Bill Watson handicapping the racing. Perhaps he'll have some weather updates uh, about the, the four stakes races run at Saratoga today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. VirginiaHorseRacing.com Across Virginia, from the Tidewater to the Shenandoah Valley, from the summer thoroughbred season at Colonial Downs in New Kent, to the fall harness meet at Shenandoah Downs in Woodstock. From steeplechase meets like the Virginia Gold Cup at Great Meadow or Foxfield or Middleburg or Montpelier to point-to-point race action on virginiahorseracing.com. Find them on Facebook. It's a great resource. In addition to live races, Virginia residents can wager horse racing online seven days a week via four Virginia Racing Commission approved industry partner sites. TVG.com, ExpressBet.com, TwinSpires.com, and NYRABets.com. Find out more at VirginiaHorseRacing.com. Live racing has resumed at the Maryland Jockey Club. The Summer 2020 Meet is currently being conducted Fridays and Saturdays at Laurel Park under the industry's most stringent health and safety protocols. Although Laurel Park is closed to the general public, fans can watch and wager on the action at laurelpark.com and on the First Bet app, the official betting app of the Maryland Jockey Club. First race post is 12.40 p.m. For more information on the Summer 2020 racing schedule, please visit laurelpark.com. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. The Home Service Club sponsors this paid advertisement. Attention homeowners. Broken AC? Water heater? Pool pump? Fridge on the fritz? You need home warranty coverage from the Home Service Club. HSC provides coverage for up to 47 different appliances and systems in your home for around a dollar a day. Backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now for a free no-obligation quote and get your first month free plus $75 off your first year. 800-363-7885. 800-363-7885. That's 800-363-7885. Hey, this is Jim Powell. Listen to the two-time defending National League East champion Atlanta Braves right here all season long. Richmond's 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Louisiana, Louisiana, 
was uh, Louisiana. I think it was originally written by Randy Newman, but that version performed by Scuffletown. Had a chance to see them at the uh, winery, at the Glasshouse Winery last night. And uh, this was one of the songs that they played. And certainly our thoughts are with the people in Louisiana who really had a rough week uh, even before Hurricane Linda struck, uh, dealing with uh, a storm ahead of that. And it certainly was a long week. Our thoughts are with uh, those down there. A lot of people without power, a lot of people without water. It's not over down there in uh, Louisiana. So uh, certainly our thoughts with them. And I want to bring in uh, Daryl Wood, who joins us now and off to the races. Good morning. Morning, Nick. Greetings. Uh, it's harness week. It's harness racing week. Uh, we, we got harness racing this week, starting at uh, the Shenandoah Downs there uh, in Woodstock. Uh, got to be excited about uh, another meet opening. It's next meet up, and uh, the harness uh, group get to take the stage in Virginia, although it's not with the usual uh, fanfare and limelight, uh, but there's racing going uh, to be happening this week. Yeah, I tell you, Nick, at the beginning of this year, I kind of looked at this week and circled it and, and uh, highlighted it because we were going to have five consecutive days, and this is this is a result of the pandemic, but the Virginia Derby was going to be this coming Tuesday, September 1st, followed by three days of harness racing on the uh, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and the Kentucky Derby on Saturday the 5th. So what a, what a week that would have been, and I figured today I would have been a, a madhouse scrambling trying to get ready for the Virginia Derby, but... Uh, Alas, we're getting ready for harness racing, like you set up at the Shenandoah County Fairgrounds. Uh, the Virginia Harness Horse Association is going to be putting on a three-day meet this uh, this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at two o'clock. Uh, we draw the first card on Monday, so uh, kind of a prelude to the Shenandoah Downs meet itself. Uh, that'll be the fifth annual one, which begins two weeks later on September 18th, and we'll be running that meet every Friday and Saturday through uh, mid-October. But like you said, great to see racing back. It's uh, you know an asterisk that there's not going to be people and there's not going to be wagering on it, but at least we'll have racing and be able to get some of the purse monies distributed to the you know to the local farms and training centers to be able to keep those operations going. Another story that kind of surfaced this week. Uh, didn't really understand the full connection there, but uh, through this Virginia Certified Residency Program. We had a derby starter literally down the street. I was amazed as I was learning uh, a little bit more about this uh, Spencer Young's outfit, and we'll have Spencer here in about 10 minutes. But um, New York Traffic, you actually had a chance to see this horse when he was out in Barbersville. Uh, you know, what a, what a great story this is emerging to be and something that we'll be following closely uh, even past the derby because New York Traffic looks like he may be around a little while. Beautiful farm out uh, in Barbersville. Um, and, yeah, it was out there God, probably back in March. Uh, it wasn't even green yet, but a lot of horses and New York traffic was one of them that was spending uh, a six-month period uh, during his uh, infancy being raised on a Virginia farm. So uh, that's kind of uh, the program you just referenced is kind of what's spearheaded the, the, the rebirth of Virginia racing. It's kept uh, racing uh, the whole equine industry vibrant in the state between when Colonial Downs first left us in 2014 and when it came back in 2019. But, yeah, looking forward to hearing that segment. I've only met Spencer once, but um, he's got a great operation out there, investing a lot of money into the property and really making it a showpiece um, out that way. Yeah, certainly the case. Well, Daryl, thanks for spending some time with us this morning on Off to the Races. Good luck with the harness meet, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be watching. Yep, I can't wait to hear Derbyville's segment. I mean, the big North American Cup up at Woodbine Mohawk is tonight, so looking forward to the hearing his picks for the big harness race tonight. Yep, yep, I'm sure he'll have them. He'll absolutely have them. Uh, okay. Very good, Nick. <laughs> Thanks. Daryl Wood joining us on Off to the Races this morning, and uh, we got Frank Vespi coming up next here. But, yeah, New York traffic, uh, Safi Joseph, the uh, trainer there, Cash is King, and John Finelli. Uh, the ownership group there worked yesterday 59 and two-fifths uh, out um, at Churchill Downs going five furlongs. He's third fastest at that distance. It looks like uh, Paco Lopez will have the uh, the mount there for, for this uh, 
Workhorse, who spent seven months um, here in Barbersville. Uh, it's just a, it's, it's good when you have these local connections, and that's kind of what the residency program, certainly it's promoting business, but it's great when you have a, a showcase horse like this coming through. And you, it's just so typical of what you have in Virginia with, um, you know, it, it, I've said this a few times before on the show, but it's in, in Kentucky, you drive down the interstates, you see these manicured farms on paved roads with nice fences. And in Virginia, they're just tucked away on gravel roads. And, you, and all of a sudden, you have like a, a, you know, a derby starter. And that's, that's um, the situation with New York traffic. Frank Vespi joins us on Off to the Races. You heard Daryl covering a little bit of the Virginia news. It was a late night for Frank, I think, with uh, the late night racing at, at Charlestown. Uh, good morning, Frank. Good morning, Nick. It, it, you're right. It was a late night, and and uh, uh, these days I think I'm too old for late nights. But uh, but it was a great night of racing at Charlestown. It was fun to see. Tell us a little bit about what you saw last night. Uh, we talked certainly about the uh, performance of Sleepy Eyed Todd, but uh, you know some of the other performances there, especially with the jockeys. Uh, you know the jockey colonies being locked down from track to track. Uh, that provided some opportunity for uh, Carlos Delgado, who got his first Grade One. Uh, but some there were some other big big races there as well. Yeah, for sure there were. I mean, I think, you know, Sleepy Eyes Todd, you mentioned, and, and he was just really, really good last night. Just a, that was the largest margin of victory in the history of the Charlestown Classic, which is, you know, 12 or 13 years now, one by seven and a half lanes. Um, and the interesting thing, you mentioned the jockeys, uh, and we had done an article on the racingbiz.com earlier in the week talking to a few of them and, and kind of getting their take on having this opportunity to ride in these big races which yeah on a normal charlestown classic you'd get the um castellanos and the ortiz brothers and whoever would come in and they would have the mounts in all the big races and so yesterday you had the chance for for some of the local guys to get a crack and and the interesting thing with carlos delgado is the one horse that when they drew on uh, on Tuesday for the, for last night's race is the one horse in the classic that didn't have a rider was Sleepy Eyes Todd. So it's kind of a pickup mount for Carlos Delgado, who ends up uh, not only getting the mount but getting the uh, getting the winner share of a six hundred thousand dollar purse, ten percent of which is going to go to the jock. So a pretty nice pickup for him. Other interesting thing on the night, I think. If you are a chalk player, you got your head kicked in last night at Charlestown. <laughs> no favorites won any of the of the stakes races at all until the very last one. The uh, 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 Sylvia Bishop Memorial went to Star of Night, who was one to five, I think. But all the other races, the favorites uh, didn't win, and in fact, for the most part, didn't do well. You mentioned Mr. Money came in last in the. Um, in the classic tonal of shape in the Oaks was nowhere to be found at the end. Interesting thing in the Oaks, uh, trainer Claudio Gonzalez won it with Fly on Angel. That was a horse he claimed for $50,000 out of her last start. She wins this grade three race. Gonzalez horses go 1 3 4 in this race at 9 to 1, 16 to 1, and 50 to 1. The only one in between them was Wicked Whisper for Asmussen, who came in second at 9 to 2. And uh, so, and elsewhere, just favorites, just nowhere. So if you, uh, if you like to play the long shot, last night was your night at Charlestown. Yeah, long shot. It's good. The long shot players have to be rewarded here and there, too. I uh, wanted to talk a, a little bit about Trevor McCarthy uh, and his return to racing. Um, you know, it, it looks like he'll be off the mounts this weekend. But, you know, when you know, Trevor uh, is going to reenter, you know, racing is, is, is part of, you know, you tested positive and, uh, you know, was not – the entire reason, but part of the shutdown of Colonial, uh, you know, was, was was involved several people that had tested. Trevor was one of them. What's his status, uh, you know, moving forward this week? Uh, so Trevor, uh, as you said, he tested positive for COVID-19, and then they tested everybody at Colonial, and then they closed Colonial down because several people came back positive. 
And he he had said, and and you had reported this, Nick, that he you know, kind of by the time he was tested, by the time he found out he was positive, he was feeling pretty okay. And uh, nevertheless, obviously, you've got a, a quarantine for two weeks. So he was off uh, all mounts. He was quarantining until August 27th, which was the other day, which was Thursday. So he came back to ride on Thursday at Laurel, and I think he was named on like six horses. On the second of those, he was involved in a spill and sprained his ankle. He's he's okay, according to his agent, Scott Silver, um, but he uh, is off his mounts this weekend. Hopefully he'll be on him again for next weekend. But, you know, kind of a remarkable thing in that he started the started the month of August on, a, on an absolute heater. I mean, he was winning on just about every other horse he was on at Colonial. Looked like he was going to have a huge month. And then, and then COVID-19, now this ankle injury, he's going to end up racing hardly at all all month long because of these various things. But hopefully he can get back with it and get back, uh, you know, get back to riding the way he was riding as soon as as soon as the calendar turns to september yeah we'd look forward uh, to him being back in earnest so uh frank thanks for uh joining us on off to the races this morning and you know we'll be talking this week it's derby week uh officially uh starts today i guess so uh, uh lots of um features coming up on the racing biz uh about the upcoming derby all right, Nick, look forward to it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good luck at the windows. Yeah, Frank Vespi joining us on theracingbiz.com. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll reach out to Spencer Young. You'll want to hear this story about New York traffic. Uh, you're listening to Off to the Races. Ashland's Eagle Point Farm, located in Richmond's rich traditional thoroughbred country, an area that produced the immortal Secretariat. Eagle Point Farm graduates excel at racetracks throughout the Mid-Atlantic, but race at Colonial Downs with a home field advantage. Now managed by Karen Dennehy-Gotze, Eagle Point Farm is in its third generation of breeding, breaking, raising, and racing thoroughbreds. You can see why their 44-stall barn stays near capacity. Their developing horses train on a four-and-a-half furlong irrigated training track. Licensed trainers, experienced riders. In the return of racing at Colonial Downs in 2019, Eagle Point Farms captured the $100,000 Tyson Gilpin Stakes with What the Beep. It's What the Beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but What the Beep has all the momentum, and What the Beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. 200 acres of paddocks, round pens, gallops, and care. Ask about the Virginia Certified Residency Program and have your thoroughbreds take flight at Eagle Point Farm in Ashland and online at eaglepointfarm.com. Ready for a positive 2020 surprise? Here's one from Diamonds Direct. The return of our best offer ever. Five years, zero interest financing. Yes! Starting Monday the 31st, back by popular demand. Pick any item. Get the amazing value price Diamonds Direct is known for. Pay nothing down and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. And you can even finance the sales tax. Fine jewelry has never been more affordable. Five years, zero interest on anything and everything starting September 1st. At Diamonds Direct. Get details, directions, and store hours at DiamondsDirect.com. Are you a survivor of sexual abuse while in the Boy Scouts? You may be entitled to compensation, no matter how long ago the abuse happened, but your time to file a claim is limited. Call 800-615-8875. That's 800-615-8875 for more information. As a result of thousands of victims filing sexual abuse claims, the Boy Scouts have filed for bankruptcy protection, and the Bankruptcy Court has set November 16, 2020 as the deadline for abuse survivors to file a claim. As a result of this bankruptcy, a victim's compensation fund is being set up that may be worth over $1.5 billion. Childhood sexual abuse takes numerous forms, including forcible rape, exposing oneself to a child, or showing her or him pornographic images, or viewing or photographing a child in a sexual context. If you are a survivor of sexual abuse while in the Boy Scouts, you may be entitled to compensation. Call 800-615-8875. That's 800-615-8875 for more information. Your call is completely confidential. Sponsored by Sheldon Law Group. Have you been to a Burlington lately? They have unbelievable deals on amazing brands and styles at up to 60% off other retailers' prices. No coupons or sales, just fabulous values every single day. It's a treasure hunt with new bargains arriving all the time and savings that'll surprise you. At Burlington, you get more for less, whether it's back to school, work, or just back. 
Now more than ever, you'll love the deals. You'll love Burlington. Ready for a getaway to the beach with three of your boys for some free golf? We're giving away a two-night, three-round trip to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Thanks to your GolfPackage.com. Download the new ESPN Richmond app for all the details and to qualify. Tee them up at the beach. Brought to you by Myrtle Beach Golf Trek. the king bb king i think that's bb king on off to the races this morning and gonna jump right to it join up with spencer young who runs uh, is it sunnydale farm uh, there in barbersville i think is the name of the farm had a chance to go out there and had a quick visit out there as, as as i mentioned before just down the street beautiful setting there and uh spencer thanks for joining us on off to the races this morning And uh, Spencer, we uh, just uh, you have New York traffic who uh, came out and, you know, 16 years, you were just a little bit to provide a little bit of a background. You were involved in racing, breeding, uh, exercising um, horses um, and, you know, for 16 years, you know, you were basically out of it. And then the certified a residency program popped up um and and you got back into the game and and in the first year you participated a horse by the name of new york traffic was was on the grounds there for you uh tell us a little bit about new york traffic you know what you remember about his stay there in barbersville and and um you know tell you know your thoughts about about racing yeah um well that's right i was in in the in the business um for quite a while and uh of course i've with horses all my life and um and then got out and i got back in uh with um from uh Woodbury and debbie easter talked to me and starting this virginia program and it's a pretty nice thing so i thought well this would be great i get to uh play with the thoroughbreds again and um so the first year um we did have a small crop of horses that came in here and I had to put up all new fencing, and um, New York Traffic was one of the ones that came in, and um, he um, he was a you know he was a nice horse. He wasn't he didn't really at first. He was kind of a pretty immature horse, and um, and he wasn't any trouble. It's a nice nice looking horse, and he just um, he kept growing into himself, and he's really was really balanced and and correct, and um, and he stayed. Um, Brian, he kept the horse here until December before he sent him off to the training, which was kind of nice. It gave him time to extra grow and uh, uh, get to run around on the hills here because it really helps helps the horse um, develop when they get to run up and down hills. And um, so then he sent her, sent the horse off in, in December uh, down to Florida, and then uh, the next thing I know, he's uh, he's winning races, and I just uh, been really really excited about the fact to have a horse. Um, from here, that's going to the Derby. It's just uh, really a, a lot of a lot of fun to have something like that. It was a short visit yesterday when I was out there, but uh, you know, a number of things caught my attention. And and one of the things you you said actually caught my attention. You talked about, and we talked about this a little bit with Dale Romans earlier in the show, how these horses develop what I call horsonality, and, and your approach to racing echoes that with. Uh, you know, I, I, you said something that basically said, you know, you like to turn them out in the fields and let them be horses, and that's where they develop almost socially or something like that. Um, you know, t- tell us a little bit about that approach and, and you know, what, how how it benefits horses. Well, I mean, every horse has a different personality, so you kind of um, you get to know the horse and, and, and understand what, what, what works best for them. And... Um, I think that as, as much as you can get them out on on the grass and running the hills, the the healthier the, it is for them. And plus, this is their kind of last hurrah because after they leave here, they go in training and they stay in training for quite a while after that. And then they go racing and no, no more no more just having fun uh, playing in the paddock and in, in the fields. But um, you know, you, it's it's nice to have like that, but you need to handle them a lot. Bring them in and out and stuff like that, so they get all that experience, so they don't have any. Do they have any 
problems or any kind of issues, just kind of try to take it out, of, take it, get it straight with them earlier on, so they don't have to keep on going with it, and have them so they uh, are well behaved on top of being uh, free and running around the field. The um, you started off with sort of a small string uh, back in 2018 that did include New York traffic, and and yes. Your your stable has grown a little bigger uh, for this fall. I th- we saw the three fillies yesterday, and I, I didn't have an opportunity to really look around to see how many you actually had on the grounds then. But you're going to see an in big influx here in about a month or so, uh, maybe up to thirty. Yeah, I would think it's at least. Uh, Joe Pelagi just stopped by this morning. Um, uh, he he has. Uh, Surrogate Empress, which is a really nice horse. Actually, it's running on Derby Day too on under undercard, and it's going to be running in the, in the British Cup Sprint um, uh, this this fall. Um, he stopped by to look at his horses, and he said he was just looking at a, his other some other horses up north, and he 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 was pushing the farmer about having them um, people send horses here and send horses to Virginia because he really likes likes what he's doing. He's got two more coming. Uh, um, the full sisters to the two he just has here, so um, that's nice. It's nice to have to have the, the, the customers that are that come by and look at the place and 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 and, and see what's going on, and then uh, you can have a, a rapport with them and the horses. You know, so that you get a little extra on that. Yeah. Well, good time spending uh, the yesterday afternoon a little bit of it there with you and Nisha. And uh, we appreciate you coming on off to the races this morning. If Serengeti Empress shows up at your farm, just give me a call. I, it's not a long commute for me. For me. I'll be right there. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I think when she goes to, she goes to, to the breeding shed, whenever that happens, I imagine we'll be getting her offsprings here, so that would be nice because um, then we have some real real, real quality animals here as far as uh, the foals. Like New York traffic, uh by cross traffic, he um, he wasn't he's not he wasn't bred for that anybody thinks he would um, you know be in the Derby. You know when he went as a, you know, the sale as a two year old, he uh, he he was didn't even uh, as an RNA at twenty seven hundred um, twenty seven thousand. I mean, and um, so he he wasn't something people like uh, like the horses that that are running the Derby that people paid a million dollars for. <laughs> He's he's at the other end of that, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter. The horses, uh, it's got the right mechanics and the great right mind on them. They could they could all run. You know, there's something magic about the hills of the Southwest Range uh, that turns uh, you know clumsy horses into uh, Derby uh, starters. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, pay we, we call this paradise this valley, and 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 it's a good. Good luck for animals that come here. I, was, I had really good luck when the ones I bred that were here, and so when I got out of it, so it's always it's always had that that uh, feeling about it. And I think it's um, I always say it's the water and the grass that makes the difference. <laughs> yeah, certainly in Virginia, Spencer. Thanks for spending some time with us, and uh, good luck. Where are you going to watch the race next week? We'll probably watch it right here at home because uh, we don't. Uh, not a lot of people we wouldn't be able to get to the derby anyway and so we'd be right here just rooting away and uh, very excited about it and uh so he um runs a good race and uh i'm looking i, I look for for second i don't i'm not trying to say he's going to beat this law but i think he could he could be <laughs> second so. second would be good enough for you uh, yeah, that'd be good enough for me that'd be really good great Spencer, thanks for spending some time with us. And uh, we're going to go break here. Appreciate it, Spencer. We're going to go to break here, and when we come back, we'll uh, talk to Derby Bill. We got some stakes races up at Saratoga. You're listening to Off to the Races. Live racing has resumed at the Maryland Jockey Club. The summer 2020 meet is currently being conducted Fridays and Saturdays at Laurel Park under the industry's most stringent health and safety protocols. Although Laurel Park is closed to the general public, Fans can watch and wager on the action at laurelpark.com and on the First Bet app, the official betting app of the Maryland Jockey Club. First race post is 12.40 p.m. For more information on the summer 2020 racing schedule, please visit laurelpark.com. 
If you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, the Prostate Cancer Educational Institute of Virginia wants to help. These guys hope you'll join them in their monthly meetings where men openly discuss their concerns with others who have already been through it. The next meeting is September 2nd at 6.30 p.m. in the Radiation Oncology Waiting Room 6605 West Broad in the Old Reynolds Metals Complex. For more info, visit prostate.club or call 266-7762. That's prostate.club. Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice, like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise, and save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-Eyes is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Have you been to a Burlington lately? They have unbelievable deals on amazing brands and styles at up to 60% off other retailers' prices. No coupons or sales. Just fabulous values every single day. It's a treasure hunt with new bargains arriving all the time and savings that'll surprise you. At Burlington, you get more for less, whether it's back to school, work, or just back. Now more than ever, you'll love the deals. You'll love Burlington. Ashland's Eagle Point Farm, located in Richmond's rich traditional thoroughbred country, an area that produced the immortal Secretariat. Eagle Point Farm graduates excel at racetracks throughout the Mid-Atlantic, but race at Colonial Downs with a home field advantage. Now managed by Karen Dennehy-Gotze, Eagle Point Farm is in its third generation of breeding, breaking, raising, and racing thoroughbreds. You can see why their 44-stall barn stays near capacity. Their developing horses train on a four-and-a-half furlong irrigated training track. Licensed trainers, experienced riders. In the return of racing at Colonial Downs in 2019, Eagle Point Farms captured the $100,000 Tyson Gilpin Stakes with What the Beep. It's What the Beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but What the Beep has all the momentum, and What the Beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. 200 acres of paddocks, round pens, gallops, and care. Ask about the Virginia Certified Residency Program and have your thoroughbreds take flight at Eagle Point Farm in Ashland and online at eaglepointfarm.com. And we're back live on Off to the Races. I'm your host, Nick Hahn. But the feature of the show is Derby Bill Watson, who joins us now to do some handicapping. Uh, Derby Bill, it's 7.01, I think, the post time for the Kentucky Derby next week, a little bit later this year. But yeah, off to the races, kicking off Derby week with a uh, look at a couple of Virginia interest Virginia Der- uh, Derby starters. We'll go horse by horse next week with Derby Bill and... Uh, Welcome to the show, Derby Bill. We got racing at Saratoga today. Your thoughts on Derby Week and uh, the the week uh, the week ahead and racing at Saratoga today? What what do you say now? I'm just very uh, fortunate to have the Derby still this year, and looking forward to uh, if Tis and Al Tis Tis a lot wins would be the biggest Preakness in Baltimore, and uh, definitely a big boost to this Mid Atlantic area if the Preakness goes for a Triple Crown in a month uh definitely well deserving after the year we've had at colonial downs and uh the mid-atlantic and uh mother nature mother nature's playing havoc with saratoga again today uh muddy and yielding a couple scratches in the big races today so uh you know after last night at charlestown we needed to make up some money for the derby uh with the uh oaks for oaks day friday and uh derby day saturday looking sunny and clear uh Today's going to be a mutter, Nick. Yeah, it doesn't speak well for perhaps horses like Sadler's Joy. Um, I don't know. The feature is a sword dancer, $500,000 turf race for four-year-olds and and older, a mile and a half. Uh, This is really a test. One of my favorite races at Saratoga, I always liked the sword dancer. And a lot of horses, you know, from Virginia coming out of Colonial Downs always seem to do do well in that race Sadler's Joy sired by Kitten's Joy Woods Lane Farm the breeder uh, or the owner uh, here of this horse um, you know right up there in, in Warrington just north of the plains there actually I think they are in the plains 
um, Javier Castellano gets the mount. Is is Sadler's joy going to stay in the race? Yeah, the Sword Dancer is named after a Virginia bred. That's why you like the race. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, uh, 59 horse of the year sword dancer won the belmont and the travers and just a dominant horse from virginia uh Sadler joy also has the woodland woodland farm connection there uh seven year old getting a little long-winded but won the won this race in 2017 and anything from kittens joy um, can survive a yielding turf so hopefully uh, Sadler's joy uh, can upset uh cross borders in this one the new york bred likes a track, uh, Aquaferry, and you have a uh, Corelli if he goes. John Jonathan Thomas has a nice one here oh, I uh, yep. for an upset bid. It's 6-1 to one if you want to look at a horse called Corelli, uh, number five in the big sword dancer race on national TV later. And just hope, hopefully the weather holds. Yeah, Jonathan Thomas, of course, a trainer of Catholic Boy, who ran, on, who could win a race on broken glass. I think. I mean, he just ran on on every surface, ran well. Sadler's Joy, just an interesting horse to me. When I went uh, up to see Tonalist run in the in the Belmont Stakes, Sadler's Joy was a yearling on the farm up there at Woods Lane. I got to see Sadler's Joy, you know, similar to like uh, New York Traffic. Um, but yeah, that's the sword dancer there. Uh, wanted to get your thoughts on the Forgo, another grade one. Uh, this purse is uh, three hundred thousand. This is for four-year-olds going seven furlongs. It's only one turn. Everfast. Uh, this was was a horse that Dale Romans earlier in the show we talked to Dale. Uh, this horse ran second in the Preakness last year when Dale was training this horse. Now with a new trainer, Jack Sisterson, uh, by Take Charge Indy, thirty to one. Uh, nobody giving respect for this this horse again. But uh, Levin going to the gate here, uh, at least slated to go. Give us the uh, your thoughts on the Forgo. Yeah, great betting races today. The Forgo, the Amsterdam, and the. Uh uh, Virginia Derby of the North, I'm calling the Saranac, the three-year-old turf mile today. So three big races and three uh, wide-open fields. Whitman uh, is a cagey veteran here and will be $10 maybe to win on the in uh, on the favorite here. to be like Charlestown last night. Forensic Fire, second last year in this race, is 8-1. to one. He got a funny gulp, not funny, uh, funny side, funny gulp. At nine to two, complexity. They're all ten dollar and up horses. So Nick, this is a good boxable race in a uh, exact or pick three or trifecta. Uh, with with the Amsterdam being more favorite orientated, uh, but the Saranac's the race I'm really looking at today. The three year old Turf Mile to move to the Mellon Turf Course because of the weather, but it's still on turf. Okay, yeah. The, who do you like in the Saranac? Uh, that that race is early. It's like the third race on the card, so it's like run at two eighteen. Uh, you know, yeah. give us your thoughts on the yeah, Saranac. It's two, yeah, it goes at two eighteen. Vansy, uh, bye bye Melvin, bye bye Melvin, and Irish Myas were targeted by uh, Graham Motion to run in the Virginia Derby instead of this race, but without the Virginia Derby, they chose this one. Bye bye Melvin, fifteen to one, and Irish Moss. Uh, Twelve to one, two sh- two long shots all out of the Jersey Derby. Vanzi won the Virgi- Vanzi was also going to come to the Virginia Derby, has Joe Rosario up and uh, off a big Jersey Derby win. So hard to ignore him with Michael Pino. Most people know Mario Pino, but Michael Pino training Vanzi. Uh, just a great field, Nick. Uh, Don Juan Kitten, Kitten's Joy Horse is four to one, and Imperator five to one, and uh, the other one you'll know, Nick, is yep. M. Bolden. Yep. Eight to one in Bolden. Jose Ortiz up. Uh, Jamestown Stakes winner at Colonial Downs and a runner up this year in the one race we got in, uh, one or two races, we, stakes races we got in, the Edward Evans to Largent. So in Bolden, eight to one for Michael Stidman. Great race for everybody locally to watch. It is a turf yielding course, but the Saranac. So 218, Nick, tune it in. Will do. Uh, thanks, Bill, for the handicapping there uh, at Saratoga today. Uh, hopefully, uh, everything will be dry enough that uh, one we more. see a lot of scratches. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, well, our request from the race No, North. North American Cup. Can't get by without this. I might get some funnel <laughs> cake out of it at Shenandoah Fair someday. Uh, <laughs> North American Cup at Mohawk tonight, 950. Horse called Captain Kirk for the upset. You can remember that one because of Star Trek. Captain Kirk, the three horse. 
going at warp speed. Okay, we'll 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 follow that one as well. Derby Bill on off to the races this morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, Want to thank everyone on the show today. Dale Romans appreciate him jumping on at um, to right minutes before he's getting on his flight while he was returning a car um, from a car rental. Daryl Wood, Frank Vespi had. Uh, uh, 